What's up, everybody out there? Welcome to Dork Side of the Ring. It's the place where our nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated, goddammit. I am Matt Marbury, and with me, as always, is Adam Tollefson. And that's undisputed. Oh, yeah. You think he retains tonight? I do. Probably. I don't see a whole lot of titles changing hands during the whole pandemic thing. I don't either. I feel actually bad for Drew just yeah. because he's, I don't know. He finally gets his, finally gets his push. And then at this time of the, yeah, of the, <laughs> of the world, the world, <laughs> what yeah. the world is watching. Well, we are a uh, dork side of the ring and you can follow us on social media at dork side OTR on the Twitter, the Instagram. I always have a hard time remembering to plug that. And then if you search us out on Facebook, it just uh, look up Dork Side of the Ring. We are there. And on this day in pro wrestling history, Adam, May 6th, uh, 1964, Brian Nobbs is born in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I thought you were going to say like... Brian? Makes his debut. And I'm like, 64. how old is <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you see him this week selling like nasty boy face masks? Yes, I did. <laughs> Somebody... He was on one of the uh, dark side of the ring after darks too. The Snooka one, maybe. I didn't see it. I, I don't, don't, I don't watch a lot of those. But like, so you know how they do the camp, the uh, like the zoom or whatever yeah. it is, dude. That entire like he is all face. He's all head. Yes, all huge chin. head. <laughs> yeah. When he pulled that mask on, I was like, how many chins are under that mask, right. Brian? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a small guy myself, but fuck. Yep. 1984, Adam, the first annual Von Erich Memorial Parade of Champions was held by world-class championship wrestling at Texas Stadium in Irving, Texas. That's where the Cowboys played, goddammit. WCCW. Yes. Yeah. 32,123 fans attend the show, held in honor of the recently deceased David Von Erich. He's the one that uh, passed away in Japan, kind of nobody really knew what happened. Oh, yeah, the phone call. Yeah, oh, that was a brutal Dude. dark side of the ring. Yeah, it was. Um, highlights from the card. Fritz, Kevin, and Mike Von Erich defeated the WCCW six-man tag team champions, the Freebirds. Uh, Kevin pinned Roberts to win the title. Kerry later replaced the retired Fritz in the championship team. So it was the dad and two sons. Okay. Why wasn't Kerry on the team, you ask? Because Kerry Von Erich defeated NWA World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair oh, to win the title that same night. That's a hot night. They're going nuts in Texas, dude. <laughs> you know, thirty-two thousand for you know a little. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's that's crazy. a big show. That's a lot of people. And then um, not a whole lot happens until two thousand two. But man, does a lot of stuff happen in two thousand two. Mm. Um. One day after news broke that the WWF was changing its name to WWE, oh, okay. a press release was sent out addressing the change. The presser mainly focused on how they really wanted to emphasize the E in WWE as being for entertainment. Right. Not we're we're getting we're getting away from saying it's a federation, federation yeah. or a sport even. And, and it's entertainment. So then they pull up they they say, you know, we gotta we're gonna unveil the logo tonight at seven PM or whatever. And at this time, they were, doing, they were going with the old uh, Attitude Era scratch 
logo. Yeah, it was like the little scribbly. So the logo comes out, Adam. Keep in mind, they're really emphasizing the E. It's just the scratch without the F. It gets rid of the two, the two <laughs> prongs from the F. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, uh, it's just the scratch logo without the F. What are you talking about? You're uh, trying to emphasize the E. I don't understand what's going on here. Um, and then also in 2002, the infamous plane ride from hell. Oh, that's when it happened. That's today uh, in 2002. A number of instances where WWE performers were out of hand. And out of it, Scott Hall ends up getting fired by the end of it. Uh, can I get, can I, I want to try to remember a couple. Sure. All right. Uh, doesn't, is it Kurt Angle and Brock get into a little, uh, you're half right. Okay. Brock and somebody get into a little, like in the aisle, like Brock and Mr. Perfect. Really? It's Brock and Kurt Hennig. Actually, um, they're getting into a physical altercation that ends up like shoving against the bulkhead door. Oh, that's what it was. Like there was a big freak out. Like (laughs) not, I I highly doubt that it's possible that it could happen, but right. But if, if, if it's going to happen, like if, if you have two guys around, like pushing each other (laughs) around, I don't want Brock Lesnar being one of them. I don't Brock. Stop playing around by that bulkhead door. (laughs) I ain't kidding around Brock. (laughs) Do you remember anything else that happened? Uh, I have, want to say Michael Hayes gets his hair chopped. That's 100% okay. true. Uh, Michael Hayes is sleeping and X-Pac <laughs> chops off his ponytail. And I, I almost think said, that was on a dare. Yeah. <laughs> I almost um, said X-Pac was the victim. So I, I, in my head, I was close on both. Henning ended up getting fired over that incident, by the way. Um, uh, Ric Flair is prancing around naked in the aisles, making moves on stewardesses. Oh, gosh. Um, what else we got? There was, oh, Goldust takes the public address system to address his (laughs) ex-wife. I've never heard that. I haven't either. So what do you, (laughs) it has to be uh, Marlena, right? Yeah, Terry. uh, Terry Boatwright was her name. Um, He, is he just hammered and he just like gets on the fucking, yeah. All right, everybody, let me tell you something (laughs) about Terry. (laughs) And Brian Nobbs is like, Hulkster? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He uh, starts like going to get up and realizes halfway through he's talking about Terry Reynolds. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so lawsuits ensue from the stewardesses, or I'm sorry, flight attendants. It's 2020, pal. Um, they they settled. Um, t- several guys lost their job, like I said, including Perfect, including Scott Hall. I think X Pac remained after that. He definitely did. Well, he was in the DX run, so they. I need wonder him. if it was like. Do they just get some ecstasy or something? Like, it's funny how everybody. So the story goes, it was after a European tour. So you've, you spent basically 10 to 12 days kind of with everybody. It's like, it's like summer camp when they go to those overseas tours. Okay. So you've probably been bottled up with several guys that you just fucking can't stand. Right. And then on the way back, it's kind of like that big letdown. Your blow off. Yeah. We can fucking relax and. Yeah, I mean, the drugs were probably flying, like... Drinks, yeah. It just was a bad, bad mix. It's just funny that so many of them... Yeah, well, it's one of those things, too, where if one guy starts wilding out, he's a fucking wild man. Yeah. But all of a sudden, if there's, like, three or four of them, all of a sudden, it's a party, and... Right. I might join in, too, or, you know... Antagonize this guy a little, yeah, too. Yeah, it, less, it feels like it's going to lessen the blow to you if there's a lot <laughs> of shit going bu- on. Yeah. <laughs> They were doing it too. Yeah. And then the same day, Adam, still in 2002, KCAL Channel 9 in Los Angeles reports that a Los Angeles police department arrested 
45 workers, seven managers, two co and two co-owners for illegally counterfeiting WWF products at a small warehouse in the fashion district near downtown Los Angeles, seized over $700,000 worth of WWE product. Where's Habner? Right. <laughs> Habner's <laughs> selling t-shirts out of his car. I think He's, both Habners were in on that. Yeah, you could have been the mastermind. Jesus. <laughs> I never heard of that one. That's crazy. I didn't either. It's a lot what of money. A, what a wild day, right? Yeah. In one day, all that stuff took place. That's weird. And then uh, 2006, WWE hired the performer soon to be known as Hornswoggle. Hmm. And in 2012, WWE released Goldust, who had been working as a producer for the company. Obviously, he comes back after that, has that run with uh, his brother. Right. And is probably still doing some of his best work that he's done. Well, he he is. I mean, we've seen him recently. Just for the last week, he was bleeding like a sieve. Well, that last that match last year with Cody. That was fantastic. Was probably one of the top five matches of the whole year. year. Yeah. Between everybody. Right. I mean, that was fantastic. Gosh, that was, what a, what a bloodbath. But it's like. And I don't really love all the blood and gut stuff, but that was bleeding for a reason, I guess. Right, like, that added to the story. It definitely can. For yeah. sure. It's one of those things where if it happens all the time, it's just old hat. Like, eh. Yeah, gets old. I don't want to see it. So that brings us to the Retro Raw recap from uh, May 6, 96. We're in Sioux City, Iowa still, Adam. This is the second week we've been there. So the last week was live. This week would have been taped, I believe. Okay. And uh, the show opens with a graphic letting us know that this episode is dedicated to Ray Stevens. Oh, yeah, because he just passed. Yeah, passed away on May 3rd in Fremont, California from a heart attack. No mention on the actual show, but I guess it's probably just because it was pre-taped. So right. You give him that, right? When I, he- I always know the name, but I always... He's before our time. Right. I always picture him different. Like so, when they, I'm like, oh, I, I think I know Ray Stevens, and then when they showed him, I'm like, nah, I was picturing somebody else. I don't know who, but yeah, kind of just in that, um, you know, his time was right before we, before the boom. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and it goes from, well, speaking of not <laughs> yeah. remembering a face. Yes, <laughs> you're talking about a shadowy figure yes. of a uh, quote professional wrestler ex-wife. Yes. She's, uh, yeah, it goes to like a, a pre-tape of a shadowy figure. Says that she's going to expose Shawn Michaels as a homewrecker. Right. And her hair, well, at first you're like, that's definitely a woman. But then you start thinking about the hairstyles of some of these guys back then. <laughs> Could, Could be. be a skinny guy, skinny jobber guy. <laughs> <laughs> they just overdubbed the woman's voice. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. They don't do the hidden face anymore. Like... Just in like, you I know, miss the voice that sounds like stuff. nails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I think the nails thing was a fucking, uh, a voice thing. I think it was too. I don't think he really talked like that. No. But I thought at the time when I was a kid, like 92, when this is happening. Yeah. Cause they do the little, remember it like pop up in the corner, like while boss man was wrestling. And then they, yeah, do like I a little, that a little I TV. Pull, yeah. Where it's like a little, that usually happened on like the superstars, like superstars or yeah. mania or wrestling challenge. Some of those shows don't get the the just do, but those were good. Oh man, those are like it's the best part of Saturday morning when we're kids, and you know? what I find out on this episode of Monday Night Raw is they actually did progress stories on that thing. Oh really? Yeah, you'll find out later. Hmm. 
Uh, the first match on the card, it is 1-2-3-Kid versus Mark Merrow with Sable. 1-2-3-Kid has the million-dollar man in his corner. Triple H is here joining Vince and Lawler on commentary. His Greenwich blue blood accent is the fucking shits, right? Oh, yeah. That wasn't good. It was so bad. They were asking him about Sable and how, and he's like, you know something, McMahon? Sable is nothing more than a used piece of garbage. It's yeah. Like, Look at her. her Lawler's like, <laughs> her face never changes. I made her face change. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's got some other girl. God, you know he stuff. loves that. Yeah. <laughs> I liked, um, there's one point in the match where uh, Marrow does like a cross body over the top rope, like, mm-hmm. a, like a dive thing. But mm-hmm. it was, it was, did you see that? You His landing that? was very Ooh. bad. His landing was like a face plant. Dude, I was like, yikes. Yeah, he was like vertical facing down. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like um, a couple of years ago, Sasha Banks was real um, keen on having to do this tope out of the second rope or whatever. And I think like two or three raws in a row, she did it. And every single time she got her feet hooked on the rope and, oh, just, and just planted. It. And I'm like, honey, why are you trying to do that? Like, yeah, Jesus. That's that, that move is going to so, kill you. God, they really milk I mean, when you're in a wrestling ring and you see how close those ropes are together. Right. To jump through that like that. And the drop down from. Yeah. Yes. From. Ugh. I feel like that's one of those risk reward things that just is, uh, you see it in every match now. So right. it doesn't even, it doesn't even have the payoff. No, it doesn't. And you could seriously hurt yourself. Right. On that. Um, I wanted to point something out in this match that goes back to something you said last week. Um, Mark Marrow is using like heel tactics here. Yeah. And remember you saying something about Savio, like acting heelish or something yeah. last week too. And McMahon's like, uh, he Vince basically like dismisses him. He's like, well, sometimes you got to fight fire with fire here in the world wrestling federation. Like it just making got it, to a point making but, it, making it okay. Yes. Vince was really uh, nerfing Mark Marrow's uh, heel tendencies here. I forgot that the kid would do the karate kid. Yes. Yeah. That dude could, ki- and he's doing like the two sweets, like up in it. Like, yes. He was the originator of he the was two the, sweet. That's right. That's right. Uh, the kid, doesn't get his just due. No, I, I've I liked watching. Uh, there's an o- old kid. You know, there's a raw match he has against Bret Hart that is phenomenal. Like if yeah. you just Google that, you could Google one two three kid Bret Hart and that match would show up and it was phenomenal. I remember that one. It was around the time he was doing uh, beat Razor, right? Yes, it was, it was not like, that long after. Yeah, that. and he didn't win, but it was no, good. It was no. a hell of a fight. It was awesome. I thought the crowd was into it. Like they, they were like at one point Marrow's got like kid in a damn sleeper hold or maybe vice versa. And the crowd's just going nuts. Dude, and I'm like, Sioux city, Iowa. Yeah, like I guess like they, the circus came to town. Yes. This is just awesome. That's exactly what it is. I right. think there's a point in the match where Lawler says that the kid is in more trouble than LT right now. Did you catch that? I did. So I did some research. What, did um, he get a bunch of drug charges? Vince clearly wants nothing to do with that comment. Um, okay. LT was arrested two days prior after attempting to purchase crack cocaine from an undercover officer in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, while in town for a celebrity golf outing to benefit the Special Olympics. Oh, no. Now, I have a somewhat <sighs> of a problem with this. Um, think of all the... <laughs> In my life, I always think that you you almost have like a ledger, right? Like you do good things, 
and it seems like you can do 10 good things, you do one bad thing and wipe them all away. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this guy is going to raise, he does play in the golf tournament the next day, but he's he's buying $100 worth of crack cocaine the night before. I guess he's going through, like, a shitty divorce and all this stuff. But the guy is going to make how much money for this charity the next day? Like, right. I feel like you could have let him skate. He gets a pass. And I guess the <laughs> officers were like, pass. he, yes. <laughs> Some guys deserve a crack pass is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I, I just, it's just one of those things. And I guess he wasn't a dick. He didn't pull the, do you know who I am card or right. anything like that. And took his licks, huh? Yeah. And you know that Vince doesn't want anything to do with this because, you know, a mere 13 months before this, LT's in the main event of WrestleMania 11. Okay. I, didn't, Bam Bam I was wondering that where we're at. Like, uh, we're just coming off WrestleMania 12, 12. here okay. and WrestleMania 11 was the Bam Bam LT. That's right. Match. Okay. So yeah, it's, un- it's unfortunate timing kind of, I mean, yeah. I guess not. You're, you've already washed your hands of the guy, I'm sure, but right. But yeah, he, I'm sure McMahon probably just dart, his eyes darted at Lawler. Like, <laughs> shut up. We don't need to remind them that, you know, nothing to do with that pal. But can't LT get a crack pass? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give old Lawrence a crack pass. Then, Adam, we get a clip from this past weekend's Superstars. Oh, by the way, uh, the kid goes for a superplex in that match, but Mero turns it over into a crossbody, kind of in midair, and uh, gets the pin there. Then we get the clip from Superstars from the past Saturday, and it shows the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, accepting Savio Vega's Caribbean strap match challenge on behalf of Stone Cold under one condition. Oh, yeah. He's... If if Savio loses, he's got to be the million dollar man chauffeur. Yes, <laughs> I liked it because Austin was just chilling next to him. Yeah. Like he's All the right. talker. That yeah. sounds good. I don't know. Drive us around. Crazy, <laughs> you know? right? How you think of how good Stone Cold is on the mic? Right, and you're they, they felt, had they to felt he needed a mouthpiece. Right, right, right. Very strange. That is. Um, up next, we get the full version of the uh, shadowy ex-wife. Oh, it was so corny. It was terrible. I didn't even really write down anything from the actual thing. It was basically just like, I went out of town and Shawn Michaels called me up. Or or when my husband was out of town. Yeah. Just kind of that thing. But the best part is on the very bottom, in quotations, allegedly had toured affair with Shawn Michaels. (laughs) (laughs) That was a Vince word. You know it. Yep. Um, Yeah. At one point she says... um, like, I thought it was just going to be uh, her bashing him. And then at one point, it just turns, like, it it's hyping up Sean. It's like, well, then he's well, so he, damn hot. I so, could have let him go. And yeah. so, yeah, we did it. I'm like, bitch, that's on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what? And he was over here looking so cute. And he smelled <laughs> so good. I'm like, good <laughs> Lord, lady. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they accomplished with and that. Hidden face chick, man. I don't, yeah, shadow face. Shadowy ex-wife of a, quote, professional wrestler. Yeah, that was the other one. Then the next uh, next match on the card is British Bulldog versus Fatu. Fatu's still in the make a difference mode. Right. But I think he's wearing like old head shrinker gear here. Does it, it look like it? Because it looked like the, that like flower thing or whatever yeah. it was. You know what I'm saying? I thought the same thing. He wasn't wearing his uh, cross, cross colors. colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. During the match, um, Bulldog's mimicking a lot of HBK poses. Um, and then at some point, two. And, 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 and Cornette and. Is Diana out there too? Yes. Yes, that's right. So, I mean, at one point, Lawler's like, what the hell is she doing out here? Well, she's 
or McMahon says that I think, and Lawler's like, she's got to be out there because then, Otherwise. then she, yeah, McMahon or, uh, Mc, or Shawn Michaels is gonna is gonna you know make a move on her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's got to be out there. Uh, it's the only place she's safe. It's McMahon. like a real life savage Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to be the witnesses and people protection. <laughs> a couple of uh, Samoan gangsters show up in the aisle. Okay, so I see this, and I'm like, I don't remember this at all. Then I'm like, I vaguely do. And then at one point, I'm like, is that Rosie, you know? And it's not, right? No. And then uh, is that S- One of them Samu? is Samu okay, from the Samu. Head Shrinkers. Yes. And then the other one, I'm not 100% sure, because a lot of these guys in the family kind of look alike. He, yeah. Like, the, Rosie, definitely, it looked just like Rosie. Yeah. Uh, was it uh, McCarthy or somebody... I was listening to another podcast and they're talking about the Tonga kid. Yes, that's who I think it was. And, because and one guy was like, I thought that was Umaga for a minute. Yes. Like, how is he still alive? Yes, because uh, he was the Tonga kid was on the Jimmy Snuka episode of Dark Side yeah, of the Ring. Yeah, that's what it was. And it looked exactly like Umaga, Umaga who looked because, very much like Rosie. Like, right. Bloodline. So that's who I think it was. Yeah, I, th- I think you... Yeah, that would make sense. And they're, they're basically out there like... Um, you know, they're not impressed with Fatu's change in character, if you yeah, will. His make a difference uh, gimmick. And so yeah, they're they're less than impressed with him. He loses. I don't remember this angle at all. So I have a feeling that it was quickly dropped. Yeah, you know what I mean? I this feel like it this didn't is like a anywhere. week or two thing, and then they probably said, fuck it. They're probably like, I'm Vince is probably like, I'm not flying these two Samoans out every time I wanna Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of money, pal. Yeah. Well, if it's get if it gets a big pop in Iowa, yeah, <laughs> Cornette he gets uh he gets tennis racket shots in early and often in, and uh, Bulldog eventually just hits the running power slam, gets the win. I miss Bulldog. Dude. I do too. I was like, God damn, this kid's tough. kicking ass. So I still see him in MLW. Yep, he's great. Then we get um, the Body Donnas versus Techno Team 2000. <laughs> yeah. Now, Techno Team 2000 already had their run, if you want to call it that, in like 95. I have no idea why they showed up now? the next year. I have a feeling we will not see these guys again. Okay. I don't know what the... Maybe they're from Iowa. I have no fucking Ooh, clue. That could be it. I'm not sure. Um but remember, we were supposed to get the rematch from last week with the new rockers, rockers and the, the Godwins. Godwins. Right. But they immediately go to like backstage and show the new rockers um, watching the monitor. And it sounds like they've already locked up the, the title shot against the Donnas, right? Yeah. And uh, it cracked me up because they're kind of being cheat. You know, they're hamming it up. Cornballs, as Vince. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's, like, he's nice to him on like the I don't, maybe he's, maybe he's just talking about him. It seems like he's kind of like hyping him up, and then all of a sudden Lawler says, "Yeah, he's like, you like these guys, McMahon?" He goes, "No, I don't like them. What a bunch of cornballs." <laughs> I'm like, Adam, you got a good, they good McMahon, or bad? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, I, I, Vince. I still don't get it either. If they're going up against the Donnas, I feel like they have to be good. Good, right? But I don't, I don't know. Um I did like right towards the end. There was like, you know how when you're on the phone with somebody and like you start talking and they start talking, you know, yeah. there's that, there's that, uh, like one or two second, um, delay. Yeah. That's clearly happening here. And at one point, Janetti just goes, anything else? Vince. Or yeah. Like, all like shitty. Yeah. Right at the end. Very condescending. Yes. He, he laid that Vince in. Like, well, how many times had Vince? Marty been fired by this time? Bro? Oh yeah. <laughs> like eight. 
Yeah, he's on his ninth or tenth or something. <laughs> the, there's not a whole lot with this match. Um, it was bad. Harvey Whippleman is out in the aisle taking notes on the on the official. That's right. And I remember this. I, I thought it was weird that they did the aisle spot two matches in a row. Yeah. But yeah. I do remember this one might have led to something because I kind of remember Harvey Whippleman as an official yeah, for a while after a this. referee or something. So maybe this is the genesis of that where he's he's sick of the tomfoolery in the in the officiating ranks and he's going to take over and restore order. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right on that. I hope so. I don't know. Um Zip gets the win for the Body Donnas with a terribly awkward like top rope double axe handle move. I he like already landed and then hit the guy with the axe handle. Yeah, it was, it was really it bad. Was bad. <laughs> and I guys, I'm an optimistic fan. Like I don't like shitting on things. But you have to call a spade a spade and if you get a bad match, it's a bad match. There's right. no getting around it. Yeah. Um then it's main event time, Adam. The Undertaker player <laughs> versus Owen Hart. And I had high hopes for this. Yeah. When it got going, it wasn't that bad. It but was it, fine. And then for some reason, Goldust is out here for commentary. Why? Because Vince reveals that at the next In Your House pay-per-view, it's going to be Goldust taking on The Undertaker in a, a casket, casket match. match. <laughs> Zero build. Yeah. I was Zero like, reason for it. Like, right. The casket matches after... It's almost like Hell in a Cell, but for The Undertaker. You know, it's like... At this time, absolutely. If you've exhausted all other options, you got to get it done in the casket match right. or if something, you've you know? pissed off The Undertaker enough, it, like, he'll, he'll just beat you in a match. If it you was continue weird. to piss him off, you're going in the casket. Yes. Um, Owen runs around for a few minutes. You know, he's getting his... As soon as The Undertaker starts coming at him, he kind of runs out of the ring. This happens for several times. Starts messing with Paul Bear. Yep. Who also gets messed with a few minutes later. Um... Goldust is on the mic and he, or on the commentary, and you know he's just trying to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He's like, look at the dead man, Vince. Ooh, nice and cold. So tall. <laughs> yeah. So clammy. <laughs> clammy, that's what it was. <laughs> and uh, once the match finally gets underway, I'm like, all right, let's see some Owen versus Undertaker, because I was kind of jacked to see that match. Yeah, and they're and, cutting it. And as soon as that happens, the, they cut to Goldust, right. who gets off the commentary booth, and he's fucking with Paul Bearer, right. like undoing his buttons and stuff. Taking and, off his tie or trying yeah, loosening up his tie. Yeah. Basically just scares him off. He's fucking with Paul Bearer. He run, runs him off. Um, it was, a like I said, I think it was a decent match once it got going. Owen hits an awesome top rope drop kick. Oh, hell yeah. So good. Uh, and he goes to lock on the sharpshooter, but Undertaker grabs him by the throat, throws him over the top rope. I love that throw, too. Yeah, like, it, was am- it was great. <laughs> yeah, and Owen, like, it was nothing to him. Like, I, I mean, made it look like it was everything. Yeah. But you could tell that it was nothing to him. Like, I thought he, I thought he did a good job of, I don't know, landing? Yes, no, yeah. <laughs> Controlling his body, really. Right, but, right. yeah. But, no, I love um, anytime a guy has a signature move and somebody counters it, I always enjoy it, you know, mm-hmm. especially this kind of thing. You know, if a guy's going for a sharpshooter and you somehow roll him up or, right. or the choke slam or when John Cena goes for the, you you know. You can't the, see me yeah, shit. Yeah, and someone kicks him in the head. Right. I, I always love that <laughs> <Me> shit. <too. laughs> for some reason, I always yeah. love that. I, I was all about that. So after right. to getting 
you know, thrown over the top rope. Goldust tries to help Owen back in the ring by putting his thumb up his ass. Did you see that? No. Yeah. He like goes to get Owen in the ring and I swear to God, he gooses. Him. <laughs> Owen's like, at that point, Owen kind of turns around and looks at him and that's when Taker grabs him from over the top rope and then hits a, like an amazing jumping tombstone. Tombstone, yeah. He, it's not one of these where he just drops to his knees either. He fucking he jumps up and gets yeah. him. It was great. Yeah, I seen that. I, I must have... And he might be screwing with Owen because Owen was a master prankster back then. Who knows? Well, I think he's just trying to get the whole. Well, uh, I grab ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the you know the tombstone for the win, and then we get Paul Bearer returning to the ring. He's now pushing a gold casket with. I did like that with a great, the cool star on great it, touch. like uh, like a movie uh, star's door. Yeah, you know what I mean. Perfect. And then uh, yeah, Goldust does the the backing out right into it. Turns around, flips out, run run powder powders takes a powder takes yeah. a powder. That's what I got down here. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that's the end of that show. So join us next week and follow along at home as we recap Raw from May thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. As we are on our way to the next in your house. And we will get to that when we get to it. Uh, I can't wait for it. I love. I love these short raws, and I love that there's a there's pretty much story to every match we've talked about. Yeah, for sure. You know, we actually talk less about the match and more about the story, which right. you don't get nowadays. It's just not there. It's very fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I like it too. You guys should check it out. Yes, and another thing you should check out is up next. We are going to have to preempt our um, our what you watching segment, Adam. Do you remember when Raw back in the day would get preempted? Yeah, uh, there's many, not many, but once or twice a year, I'd come over to your your grandma's house. We would never know about it ahead of time. Yeah, (laughs) like I don't even think they used to tell you. If they did, we forgot by the next week, and I'd come in to find out that Raw isn't on tonight. What was on? The goddamn, is that the (laughs) Westminster Dog? Yes, the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. Jesus Christ, just ruined my... well, now what am I going to do? <laughs> you got to wait for superstars on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. I hate so, dogs. Yeah. Um, we're going to have uh, Westminster Dog, Westminster Kennel Club um, <laughs> sponsor our interview segment. We got an interview <laughs> that we're going to play next that we talked to um, a guy by the name of Joe Macko. Uh, he does the ring announcing for Minnesota Independent Wrestling. He trained with uh, the AWA towards the end of the Ganya run. And... He actually had a lot of fun stuff to say. Yeah, I didn't know about a lot of the a lot of the connections, and yeah. old stories and stuff. So it's, we talked to him about some of that one. stuff and some of the stuff that's going on in his life now, and uh, we're going to play that for you after a quick break. All right, guys, up next, um, I'd like to welcome to the show. He's a ring announcer for Minnesota Independent Wrestling. He's good friends with Adam's father-in-law, Don, and the man has one hell of a game room in his basement. Yes, he does. Bring him to the show, Adam. Joe Macko. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing great, Joe. How are you? Well, thank you for the phone call. This is actually going to be kind of fun, I hope. I think so, too. Um, I know you're a Minnesota guy. I know you go way back with wrestling. Um, have, you, have you pretty much watched it your entire life? Or, you know, what was what first drew you into professional wrestling? Well, I got to tell you, everybody, like, there's a guy up here who does uh, TV shows. His name was Mick Carson. He did Saturday night at ringside and he asked me that question. And every time I try answering this question, I get booted off the air. (laughs) 
I'm going to answer this question. I was like three years old sitting on my grandma's lap watching wrestling. And she was like, kill him, kill him, and kill him. And I got my love (laughs) for wrestling back then. So uh, now I got that off my chest. I don't have to say that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great. And I think it usually is one of those things that's kind of handed down. To me, it wasn't. I just kind of stumbled upon it, you know, on TV on Saturday morning or whatever. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I was the older brother. I'm sure I kind of turned my younger brother onto it, but I had to kind of stumble upon it myself. But I love the stories about like going to a grandparent's house or something and and getting introduced to it that way. I love when there's a, a lady that's wants, you know, the wrestlers to kill each other too. That's actually yeah. in the, like back in the there's always footage of those ladies at like the garden or, you know, wherever, just freaking out on, on the wrestlers. That's the best. It is. Um, Joe, you, you're a ring announcer for Minnesota independent wrestling, MIW. And they, right. are they running? Sh- I know they're not running any shows now. What was the last show that they ran? They, they run uh, all of Chanhassen uh, theater, uh, not theater, excuse me, Chanhassen VFW up here. And, uh, they, they, they do all sorts of spot shows everywhere around up here in any place that'll hire them. You know, it's, that's the way the name of the game goes. Yeah. Um, they're, they're pretty much weekly running, right? Yeah. They, they try to do weekly. And do um, you, do you ring announce at all the shows? I'm sorry. Say that again. Do you ring announce for all the shows? I ring announce for as many as I want. Yeah. Nice. I, I, um, I'm to that point now where, uh, you know, the, the love of the sport still keeps me involved, but I got a love of my family, which keeps me at home. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've only met you one time, sir, and it was when we went on a, a, a road trip. Me, Adam, and some of the guys went with Don. And just to see your face, you were beaming the whole time that that show was going on. <laughs> you could just tell that you really enjoyed it. We, you know, the Wisconsin crew kind of drank you guys all out of beer that night. I don't know what was going on over there at the... Uh, <laughs> The VFW. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun show. It was a great show. Um, yeah, they put their, they love coming to that spot. It was a good that, spot. They did a good job. Yeah, it's a, it's a hosted by the Lions, Columbia Heights Lions. It's at a place called Mersion Hall in Columbia Heights, Minnesota. And we just had a cage match. And we had, uh, it was, lim- uh, what am I saying, standing room only. Really? Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, well, I think we made... Uh, in the bar that night, we made the same amount as we did at the door. Wow. wow. That's how much alcohol was drank. <laughs> it, was, it was marvelous. Did Albano go over or what? <laughs> Albano is, is, has to be on the card. He did not show up uh, oh. last uh, November, and people were upset with that. So we, he, we had him on the February card. Was that the last show you ran was the February card? Yeah. And then, then it kind of the COVID stuff took over. <laughs> yeah. It's hurting everybody, but I, I think that the smaller shows will get running before a lot of the bigger shows. I do. Well, yeah. I can only hope. That you know, I love the bigger shows, but for one thing, you sit way in nosebleed heaven, you can't get good seats. And next thing, the wrestlers don't perform that great in the large shows where these indies, they're trying to make a name for themselves and they go balls to the wall and they put on one hell of a show. Yeah, I agree. Now, you trained with uh, Vern Gagne in the AWA when you were coming up? Uh, Vern was pretty much out of it by the time I got in there. Uh, I was with a guy by the name of Terry Fox. I was with uh, 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 
Now he's the guy that runs MIW now, right? Yeah, he's the one who runs MIW now. Oh, cool. Uh, Terry Fox was a trainer back then and for the AWA. It was, uh, I was with uh, the Baron Von Raschke, Sheik Adnan, LKC. As a matter of fact, my story is going to tell you about Sheik Adnan. Uh, I was watching a professional wrestling match one night, and the Sheik was wrestling that, on that card, and uh, I was making fun of his ass. <laughs> the next day I showed up at the training camp, and he's there. He's like, what the fuck is he here for? Oh, no. <laughs> what the fuck? Is he? What the fuck? I'm fucking you. What the fuck are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, great way to get off on the right foot with somebody like that. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Did- I speak with um, one, two, three kid. Yes. Lightning kid or whatever you X-Pac. Yep. John Walton. What about uh, Scott Hall? Was he already through there? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I was pretty much, the AWA was already almost pretty much folded. It's just the guys didn't have any else where to go, and that's when I got in. And you were um, training to be a wrestler at that time? I started going in for a wrestler, but now you're thinking now that it's the 80s, it's going to be the 80s, and then Hulk Hogan's big. Everybody was huge. Yeah, yeah. You had to have a height. Right. Very few guys that were short and muscular made it. You had to have tallness, and then you went with the steroids to give yourself the the build. But yeah, yeah, they wanted so six, was, seven, two eighty. You know. Yeah, the monsters. So I, 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 uh, I knew I wouldn't get a push. Um, I mean, as excellent as the one, two, three kid is, and Jerry Lynn, they they yes. burned the house down with their performances, but they weren't ever going to really. Uh, get championships, you know, unless there's middleweight or lightweight, whatever they come up with there. But right. Yeah. Uh, you weren't, they weren't going to get a push. So me being a little more on the dumpier side and short, I made the big guys look good. Hey, there's a, there's a place for that, right? Right. Yeah. So I did, I did uh, referee and then for the, I went and switched to referee. And then I did refereeing for about 15 years of that stuff. Went all up in the North, the area up here of Wisconsin, Michigan, Iowa, Dakotas. Um, that, that was some fun time. I bet. Um, who do you say the most like memorable um, performers that you worked with when you were doing the referee thing? Oh, well, I, I was, I had one time with the, the Baron and, uh, and Sheik Adnan. And I heard him talk about the finish in the corner of the ring. And, uh, so when they went outside the ring, they started fighting, and they were going back to the dressing room. And I kept counting to ten. I, I didn't. I just stopped my count. I said, "Get back in here!" Yeah, <laughs> and that pissed off at me because they were they switched the ending up on me without telling me. You know. Also, oh, they were trying to go with the double count out, and you just you weren't doing it. I did it. and I got back into the ring, and Sheik looked at me and hit me over the head. And- <laughs> well, he remembers day one when you <laughs> right. It's getting you back for. Uh- for booing them. There was another fantastic match. Uh, it was um, Terry Funk nice. and uh, uh, Animal uh, Hawk from the Road Warriors. Yep. Yeah. It was up here at this uh, center on in Franklin Avenue. I can't remember. Native American Center or something. There was blood all over the walls, up the bleachers. Man, it was, they, they just 
had a hell of a time with that. It was a, one match. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's great. I don't think I've ever seen Terry Funk live. Me neither. Which is I weird. Like, trying to protect people, you know, trying to make it. <laughs> I was scared. You know, <laughs> you know it's, it's just his persona, but uh, it's like you don't know if he's for real or not. Right. Yeah, sometimes it kind of blurs the line, or sometimes yeah. guys start kind of living their gimmick. I mean, right? Did you are are you watching any of that Dark Side of the Ring? Um, it's on Viceland. Oh, I just got done watching the uh, Screw Job again. The wife wanted to watch that, and then uh, and I watched the um, uh, the new one with the uh, what was the new one today? Uh, There's a doctor. Uh, yeah, the doctor D. Uh, the yeah. the John Stossel David Schultz slap or whatever yeah. you know I didn't watch that one yet but I was talking about the New Jack one where you oh, can't yeah. tell me the lines aren't blurred there oh yeah geez yeah that was he's... some of that was uncomfortable right right it's like I counted <laughs> nine times I stuck him and I'm like oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, he took some liberties with some guys, man. <laughs> I mean, he almost murdered a guy, let's just be honest. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not really a big fan of that style of wrestling anyway. The the, the barbed wire matches and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. It's, I guess it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, you it's not... It's not really mine either. I mean, I don't, uh, I realize that everything kind of has its place and there's, there's, it's for some people and they like that kind of thing. But I, when I was younger, I liked it a little more. I think I was, there's a shock factor kind yeah, of thing going on. Now it's on. like, I don't really like to see people really get hurt. Yeah. You know, I can do, I can do a match or, or two here, but I couldn't watch like a CZW or something where it's just like an entire card of death matches. I, 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 that's too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> No, I agree. Um, yeah, you, we had, go ahead, Joe. Oh, go on. We had some matches that were up here that I went to to go see, and they they promised a uh, midgets on the card and also uh, extreme wrestling. So it turned out to be extreme midget wrestling. <laughs> Adam, uh, Adam's gone to one of those. Yeah, I went with Don and uh, Justin to one, and it it got uh, it got a little. Right. It got dicey. The guy, the the guy, the little person got drunk and cut a promo and said some stuff he wasn't supposed to say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it was entertaining. They, they were stapling dollar bills onto parts of their bodies and all the old they, staple gun they, trick. They would stick staple a bill anywhere. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> You say anywhere. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Do you go to a lot of pro uh, live wrestling shows uh, in the area? I I I do if I can. You know, I I had my my time. But if the kids want to go, my kids want to go with me. They're fans. I'll tag along. Sure. Nice fans of like WWE or the bigger shows. Oh yeah, I, I I'm fans. They're they're fans too. I I keep my finger on the pulse. I watch what's going on. Awesome. What would you say would be the most memorable moment you've seen live in pro wrestling? You know, something that other people, for instance, Adam and I, we were at King of the Ring '96, where Stone Cold Steve Austin cut the, you know, the Austin 316 promo. We were also oh, yeah. at um in Chicago for Money in the Bank when uh, CM Punk beat Cena. Yep. 
Those are two pretty big ones. Anything like that on your on your resume? I think my biggest match that that's going to stick forever in my mind was uh, Wahoo McDaniel versus Superstar Billy Graham in an Indian strap match. Oh, wow. where was that at? That was in the Minneapolis Auditorium, and that was uh, the drama. Though it, you had to go around, drag him around two times around the ring and touch each post. Ah. So, so one and and three posts sit on you, then you don't don't right. get that fourth can't win. You know, and you just build the drama, but the blood. Oh my god, it was marvelous. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Well, remember we were talking about uh, the old ladies like watching wrestling and stuff. And it, this is true now because they they have hat pins and they loved they did they stick people with them. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> well, I know you, you hear about uh, like I've heard stories about old ladies getting you know an eight inch knife confiscated from them front row. Like oh, they yeah. were that far into it where they wow. were going to try to stab a, a heel. Jeez. And the, and the, um, you know, the, the cops or whatever there for security, they don't want to arrest an 80 year old lady that just thinks it's real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if it's <laughs> you or me do it, we're going, we're going to the, we're going to the jail. pokey man. <laughs> there was one match I was at and yelling at Greg Ganya, who was part of the high flyers. Um, and I yelled at hey, Greg Ganya is an illegitimate kid. And, <laughs> And I was with your uh, with with Don and a bunch of the guys from Stasu's Bar, where we all hung out with Don. And um, I had this lady get up off of her seat and come after me. Oh no! She was gonna, oh, it was a mean, mean, big black lady. Oh man, she was pissed. Just for the remark you made towards Vern Ganya. Greg Ganya, yeah, the, the son. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> You know, just getting down, we we cheered for the villains. I used so to they, do yeah. that a lot too, and now I try to play it more how they want you to play. You know, you boo boo the bad guys, but every once uh, in a while, come one comes along that that I just I can't help but cheer for. Right, you know. Right. We used to have oh, yeah. in the Janesville Wrestling Association or Janesville Wrestling Alliance, the JWA, uh, which is it's on its way back. Yeah, it's been on hiatus for a few years now. But there was a guy named the Strangler Diego Corleone. And this Ooh. guy is probably 5'8", skinny, yet kind of flabby. It's like skinny fat. How would you describe? Skinny fat's perfect. <laughs> he's scrawny, but he's kind of flabby. I don't know. He's, he's tall. Well, he's not that tall. He's, I mean, no, he just, but he's just lengthy, I guess. And he comes out and he's got his, uh, basically a noose. He's got so a he's, noose. He's the Strangler and he's, I he's, saw. you did? Yeah, we guys again oh yeah they came down one time oh that's right yeah, we loved it yes so we first started liking him because there was a video surfaced i think it was on tosh.0 where he's at a basically a high school gymnasium and he heads up the rafters to get the some bleachers yes yeah, so to steal some popcorn from a kid and then on his way down, tumbles the entire length of the bleachers. Yeah, he miss he missteps and just eats shit and rolls down like three <laughs> rows of bleachers. So then, yeah, he's a he's a bad guy, you know, like you know. But we'd always have to cheer him because, yeah, because <laughs> he took that you know that fall. <laughs> it was infamy in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Are you watching the new? Uh, so you said you kind of keep your you know finger on the pulse. Have you have you watched uh, AEW at all? Oh hell yeah. I really like that. 
marvelous show from top to bottom and, and uh, just entertaining. Yeah, they're doing a good job there. They're doing very good considering the whole no audience thing. They didn't have much time to establish themselves. Right. Before. And they're doing better with it than, than WWE is, if you ask me. I think so, too. The WWE, when they first started, I think the first show they had a couple of weeks ago was with the uh, Street Profits and uh, the, some of the Mexican guys with Andrade. Yep. And they played that shit out for 45 minutes to almost an hour. We yeah, talked, we we talked did, about that. Yes. It started out as a... <laughs> It started out as a tag match with the profits against two of those other guys. And then the girls got involved. It, it transfers into a woman's match. Yeah. And then there's some fuckery there and it ends up being a triple or like it's a mixed tag. Six man or, tag. Yeah. yeah. It was a, but yeah. it was, they were, they were really milking it for, you said it 45 minutes with the same six performers. Right. I don't, I don't mind them. that you know, but they just like, they were running by the skin of their teeth. They had nothing else to give you. Yeah. With all the talent in the locker room, they've either got full of COVID or whatever it was, but <laughs> I was ready to turn the channel. Matter of fact, I think I did. <laughs> Me and Adam call it Bree mode where we fast forward through things. Yeah. You got, it's three hours is a long time each yeah. week, you know? One of the big uh, segments we do on the show, Joe, is we talk a lot about res- wrestling, um, you know, action figures, collectibles, memorabilia, stuff like that. Yeah. Do you uh, do you get into any of that kind of stuff? Well, I had a bunch of the stuff. I could hardly find it. I had a WWF microphone still in the package. Oh, nice. You know, things like that. A lot of a lot of the wrestler guys, but they're all tore up and tossed away, and other kids use them to all look. So, <laughs> yeah, there's other stuff hanging around here somewhere. But I, I remember you showed us a a really thick, you know, I, it was a binder full of all these old photos that you'd picked up oh, at yeah. a. Yeah. It was, it was an AWA convention or something you were at that day. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was that day. Yep. Yeah, that was Marvel. really that was really cool. Yeah. That guy, that's Mick Cart, he's selling a bunch of more crap. Oh. Uh, if you're into that kind of stuff, he's selling all sorts of stuff. Is he? His, his name is Mick Karsh, K-A-R-C-H. Adam, if jot that down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, um, and if you like this wrestling stuff, I guess he posts crap all the time. Yeah. He's yeah. Well, a lot of that kind of era stuff was, you know, before our time, but you kind of had a story to go with every photo and telling us who these guys were and stuff like that. And that's, that was half the fun for me was just listening to you talk about each photo and stuff like that. So that was, Thank you. that was cool. That. Yeah. I like telling the little stories because they, to me, it, wrestling is history. I yeah. mean, it's a lie. Something happening in front of you and it's never going to be duplicated. Right, and these guys pour their hearts and their souls. You know, granted, they're they're getting paid for it, but by God, they they perform. They really do. Yeah, they sure sacrifice their bodies. Yeah, and depending on the level, I mean, getting paid is sometimes it's a hot dog and a handshake. Sometimes it's you know forty dollars for a show that you traveled six hours to get to. I mean, right. Been there, done that. Yeah, for twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you watching these days? Oh, let's see, uh, I've been watching these uh, things on uh, on YouTube. Uh, 
lives of the wrestlers and stuff. I just got off watching the Steiners. I watched that today. That's uh, like a documentary or like shoot interviews or? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a guy who's an English guy. Something Wrestling Bios, I guess, is the name of the show. I don't know how he got onto it, but it keeps streaming by me now, so I just keep watching it whenever a new one pops up. Nice. Nice. Let's uh, check that out. Sid Vicious is on there. I've been watching, uh, oh, let's see. Oh, I watched Jerry Lynn, His Life. I watched the One, Two, Three Kids. They, they were guys that, uh, like I said, I went to camp with. Austin Aries, he's another guy that I went to camp with. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. I refereed all these guys. Um, so it's, he's, he's phenomenal, too. So what goes on, I mean, I'm not asking to pull the curtain back completely, but what goes on, you know, when you're, you know, when you got a referee, a match, say between, you know, Sean Waltman and Jerry Lynn and they're going over it. Do they, do they let you in on like what they're going to do? How much do you know as a referee, what's going to happen? I don't need really to know anything except the finish. Sure. But there's some spots where they, if they want me to get involved in, I, I, I learn. Yeah. You know, like I have to separate them in the corner, and then while I'm separating them, one will get take a cheap shot or something like that. That kind of stuff. And then they fill you in on certain things if they're going to do certain things. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm always intrigued, and I always tell people, you know, that um, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, I'm far more intrigued about than what you know is, is in front of the camera. Yeah, you got to see what these guys do. They they got their own language. It's, it's how they well, do this here and we'll pop, pop, pop and we'll bang, bang, bang and then it's this and then you spot them in and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> People watch it. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, That's they, what makes it cool, you know, yeah. that they can they can do that. And I, yeah, I like, I'm, like, I'm with Matt. I, I like, I, I do like the in all, all of it, but it, it is cool to see the the behind the scenes stuff. And I like it when that. it intertwines. Yes. You know what I mean? When, yes. they, when they stick a little something on TV, that's a little hint or a nod to something that's happened in the past or something that's happening behind the scenes right now. That's the kind of stuff I like. Oh yeah. Yep. It's, it's, so it's drama. It, it's a show. That's what you got to do. And then if anything to get the, the rise out of the people, right. That's what you get. Yeah. So hopefully you get, when do you when do you think um, you know MIW is going to get back up and running? What do you do? You have any you know guesses to that? I know you don't know, but what do you think? Well, uh, they they've got stuff in the works. It's just it, can they throw the shows with the COVID stuff? Right. I guess that's uh, what I'm thinking. Like, what do you what is your guess to when this thing blows over oh, enough to where they can get you know maybe even not work to capacity, but maybe if they can get fifty to hundred people in a place. Well, I'm I'm thinking that. Probably not until September. Yeah. It's probably a good guess. Yeah. That's that's kind of a safe one. I don't even like to go out on that limb. I'd like to see it sooner. There's a lot of people that believe that it's uh, not real or, you know, they can beat the sickness, but why take the chance? Right. Right. It'd be nice if they, um, with, with wrestling, I mean, you can almost could almost do one outside where everybody be able to be spaced out enough too. You know what I mean? If you're at a big sports complex field or something, I don't know. I, I mean, I've but then heard, there's parking. I and just read this week know. that like uh, Florida, they plan on opening Florida up. Like they're going to let pro wrestling happen with an audience as soon as possibly the end of this week. 
Really? Yeah, and I don't know what that entails as far as how big of an audience. Um, I don't know. I'll keep my eye on it. But, yeah, it's wow. just a crazy time. That sounds marvelous. I can't. You know, I do like the way some of the, they're working with no people. Because there's been some matches where there's only been three people in the audience that we've thrown shows for. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. You got anything uh, else, Adam? No, hopefully we can uh, get back up there as soon as they do start running again and or vice versa. Or maybe we go up there first, and then uh, when JWA comes back in November, maybe you guys could come down for that. Yeah, that's uh, that's our plan is to get our first show up in November. Oh, okay, good. And um, But, yeah, thank you, Joe. You've been awesome. Um, yeah, definitely once things get going back on track, we will um, make our way up to the Twin Cities, and we'll come say hi to you, and we'll come check out another show. Well, I hope so, because uh, I want to see you guys. I have a, plus, the basement needs people in there to play the machines. <laughs> That's right. We got to we gotta have some fun and throw on some uh, AWA tapes and, yeah, that was so fun. And, and get back over there. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much, Joe. It's been my pleasure. And you guys, thank you. You guys do one hell of a show. It's a very interesting. I watched and listened to it. It's great. But thank you, sir. We appreciate it. You stay safe and uh, take care, Joe. We'll see you later. Thank you, Joe. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's the part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. All right, Adam, as far as news goes, not a lot of wrestling figure slash collectible news, but Ringside Collectibles does have uh, WWE Basic 107 in stock, and they're shipping them out right now. That series includes EC3, RIP. (laughs) (laughs) Top 1%. Shinsuke, did you see that... uh, EC3 is selling autographed shovels online for a hundred bucks. That's funny. Yeah. His, his, <laughs> his new promos and stuff are pretty good. Yeah, I know. I hope he goes somewhere where they can. He will. Yeah. He'll get used. He'll be fine. Who else is in that set? Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Braun Strowman, the rock, kind of a current day rock. And then it's the rookie figure from Bianca Belair, which for a basic looks amazing. It's got That's like cool. the really the long hair, hair and yeah. shit. Yeah. She looks great. It's weird because with the women's basics, they tend to look almost like the women's elites. I don't know why, but they they put a lot of work into those. I don't, hmm. I'm not sure why, but they always they always end up looking very well, very yes. good. Um, what else we got here? The releases continue. Curtis Axel was released this week, which I didn't even know was still there. Is he? I don't watch a ton of SmackDown. Was he still doing the B team gimmick? Do you know what's been a while since I've time. seen him, but probably, you know, as, as much as I hate that, like, I hope I wish Curtis Axel the best. I think they kind of fucked up with him. I mean, you're Mr. Perfect's kid. Don't you think you should have dude? Remember when Paul Heyman was his manager at yeah. one point? Do you remember when he won the IC title on father's day? Like he had a oh, good, yeah. he had a good, like, 
run going there for a little bit and then it's yeah. just i even enjoyed um axel mania or whatever when when he never really got eliminated for the rumble and that thing yes. would come up he's like i've been in the royal rumble for 176 <laughs> hours now like, yeah that was good shit and then i think that's when something happened with hogan again yes and you had no they had that's a, exactly what happened was it the gawker stuff maybe uh, yes. it had to yes. have been and then they had that they had to drop. They had to axel mania. <laughs> Man, that sucks. It does suck. I hope it means good things for Bo Dallas. I mean, I think that guy rules, and I don't think the B team was going no. anywhere. Like, yeah, I felt you got to do what for, you can to get on TV. Yes. And those guys seem to be good at that. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I, I, I was just gonna say for it's for both of those guys, the B team probably wasn't the best idea. No, I, you know, but at least it got them on TV. That, that's another thing is I listened to the revival today. And so did I. Okay. And he, they're, they're saying it, it sucks a lot of times. If you're an established tag team, they'll take two guys and just throw them together and they'll get more. TV See time. ricochet Cedric Alexander, which I Boom. love. That's a meal I thought of, but yep. that team rules. That, by the yeah. Way. They, I wish they guys. would. Okay. I, come I think, up with a name, right? Come up with a name. They're already like matching their gear. Mm-hmm. Come up with a name. I agree. Cause, cause that team rocks. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And they're not doing fuck all with ricochet or Cedric. So make them, that would be a great. cool team. And yeah, that's good that you bring that up because I think that that's exact same thing I think. Um, AEW is resuming live pro wrestling tonight. That's cool. And I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know if they're still because they were lifting restrictions on some of the capacity things too. Right. Georgia was open. Yes. I mean, quote unquote. And I think they even said that AEW was going back to Florida because Florida, their governor was like, let's go. Yeah. I know they did the beaches and stuff already. Yeah, I got an update because yeah. we go down to Florida or whatever. So I, I'm anxious to see what it looks like. I know that there's a, a street fight tonight. It's Matt Hardy and Kenny yep. against Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Les sex gods. Les sex gods. <laughs> um, oh, um, and then the finals for the TNT championship. Is that tonight too? I think so. I think it might be Cody versus Archer. I think that might be tonight. Or are they saving that for the pay-per-view? Because they are still running their... Oh, maybe. They're running their pay-per-view. I think it's May 23rd, and I don't know. Like I say, I don't know the parameters on that. I don't even know if yeah. they're going to charge for it. I don't. You got to have some balls to charge fifty dollars for a pay-per-view in right. this climate. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. It's going to be. Yeah, it's all new. Um, and then what else? I think John Moxley is. Oh wrestling. yeah, Moxley and uh, oh Frankie, yes, Frankie Kazarian, Kazarian, which will be good. You know that'll be good. Yeah. Um, as far as NXT goes, there's some big matches tonight, too. Oh, two championship matches. Yes. We got uh, Charlotte versus, oh, what's her name? EO. EO. Love her. Yeah, that should be awesome. Yep. And, and then, then you got Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. Dang. We talked about it earlier. We both think Cole probably retains, and I think Charlotte probably retains. There's no reason. If if anything, I think Dream wins. Yeah, I don't see Charlotte losing tonight. It's too early. She just won it at Mania. I don't know. I, but then again, do you want her? Right. My wife was confused because I had it on, and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What did, why does she have the NXT belt? And I'm like, because she beat Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, Ashley. Why don't you <laughs> duh, know? And then, and then she's like, so she's not on Raw anymore? I'm like, nah, she's on Raw, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's so like, maybe. I'm out. So, yeah, maybe that happens. Maybe. I, I, I forgot that. 
I was like surprised when they're like when they hyped it up for the week. I'm like two championship. I'm like, oh, this is where normally a takeover would be. So because yes. of the Money in the Bank pay per view coming up. So I want to preview uh, Money in the Bank, but at first I will um, since that's going to be our last thing we do for the day. Um, I thought we'd get into the purchases of the week. You got anything, sir? A couple th- bids out on stuff that you said or no? Yeah, I, I got one. <laughs> Marty Janetti. <laughs> Blue pants? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Rockers? Yeah. I was looking at him like, I don't have the rock. I have Sean from the Rockers. Yeah, it's the shittiest one you know ever. What's weird is I bought like several lots of. And it Hasbro's. seems they always have those, right? Or, or is Marty not in there? Well, that's the thing is I bought like two decent sized lots to kind of kickstart my collection. And the neither rocker was in either either lot, which I thought we thought was like the most common figure. For sure, Every kid for owned sure. those rockers. I had to buy the rockers separate for like I don't know, probably like thirteen shipped or something for the pair. Yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah, and and I didn't spend nothing crazy. So um, I got my second month pin from Colt Cabana for his Patreon. It's got Scott Hall on it, which is my guy. I was listening to him because he's doing the quarantine thing, yes. quarantine sessions, yeah. whatever they're called. I was I was listening for your name. I didn't hear it. He, he said that the like the people that I thought maybe get the pins get like a shout out eventually. They do. Okay. Um, he he's shouted me out once before. Oh yes, but uh, I think he said that during because he's rocking out like all these podcasts. Postage paid, Matt. Postage was paid, Adam. I was gonna. <laughs> Although he just used the same stamp, but he's used a smaller envelope. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Maybe he got a couple returned to him. I don't know. Somebody, somebody clued him in. <laughs> he might be listening, Matt. You but because know. he's doing this series where instead of a weekly show, it's he's dropping one like small one every day this yeah, week. Yeah, they're like fifteen minutes. So or I think something. he said that everybody will get a shout at some point this week. Oh, so. cool. So keep listening, Adam. Oh, I am. I'm on it. Keep listening. Um. For the uh, Funko Pop collection, I got John. Hold on, excuse me, John <laughs> Cena. Um, this is in his oh, like the, like, the doctor word love word, word life. life. Uh, yeah. See something weird on that sticker wise? A major yeah, league major baseball. league baseball because he's wearing a Yankees jersey. I'm surprised oh. they didn't just skirt that and put like. WWE. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. The fact that they actually went Yankees. How much money does that cost to get licensed for that? I thought you were going to say how much does the pop cost, and it was like $8 on Amazon. No. (laughs) Oh, I got to get that diesel. Yeah. No, I got you the diesel. Okay, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Um, One of my favorite wrestlers um, is current women's champion in the NWA, Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And I've ordered a couple things from her in the past. I ordered um, like a pin. She did a pin. Um, it's like the NWA power logo, but it's right. thunder. Um, some stickers. I don't know. A lot of these guys, your independent wrestlers are the ones that are hurting the most out of this. Right. So like anything that they do, if you can purchase something straight from them, that's going right into their pocket. Yeah. That's a big deal. It might not seem like a big deal, but it's a big deal. Um, but she was putting up these hats um, with that same logo on them. And I was like, oh, I could cool use a hat. snapback, right? Yeah. Um, before I show you the hat. Okay. So I order the hat. Okay. And I don't know, a week and a half later or something, I get a, 
I get a piece of mail that's clearly not a hat because it's like a cardboard envelope kind of thing. Mm. And there was an eight by 10 in there. What? And it says, oh, snap. Why don't you write? Why don't you read it? All right. It says Matt spelled correctly, by the way. What a gal. <laughs> Drago left some gifts on your hat <laughs> and he looked straight, straight. And straight at me. Straight at me when he did it. Whoa! <laughs> Her dog shit on my hat. <laughs> that gift? Yeah. I think that's, I didn't I, know who Drago was. I thought Drago was her a, dog. I thought it was a boyfriend, maybe. No, <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, like two days later, the hat does arrive. It doesn't smell. Better believe the first thing I did was like. <laughs> that's <laughs> but no, hilarious. I was somewhat bummed out when I opened the hat because. Um, I thought it was a snapback. It turns out it's it's a, oh, it's fitted, a fitted deal, but it does fit. It does. Like, it fits like a glove. So nice. It was fate, Thunder Rosa. It was fate. That is that is fate, man. But I love the I love the uh, now you get the dog <laughs> the shit. personalized. Uh, I almost eight by ten. That was good. I almost want to order one now too to see if I get the same. <laughs> I'm sure she'll write something nice for you, Adam. Probably. Look at no. I'm dog saying what if, shit on every one of her hats. What if her dog shit story is this, the reason why it's late all the time? Who knows? It wasn't late. Well, she threw in that stud. <laughs> no, that it came had first, right? Yeah, but like two days, maybe even the next day, the hat came. So okay. I think like, I don't know. She's dodging our interview, dude. And then, um, <laughs> no, I'm. She'll be on. So then, uh, you had gotten that Kevin Nash uh, classic superstar. Yes. And I'd never owned a Jax product in my life. That's right. It was like the the period of collecting where it just didn't didn't land for me. Um. So I went and I searched Scott Hall. Actually, it was in, actually it was one one uh, one of the Facebook groups I was in. A guy just happened to have it up, and he was like twenty five shipped. Oh, nice! And this is, says deluxe classic. So then I had to look into that, and apparently there's classic superstars and then deluxe classic superstars. So these have like Christ. more articulation or something. I don't know, but I got a pretty sweet. I'm gonna I'm gonna crack that guy open. And in that one, Adam, there is like a WrestleMania ring skirt. Oh, yeah. So they must then be in the gotta, business of putting random stuff kind of in all of their shit, is right. what I'm guessing. There's not like a collect them all kind of thing. No. But, but that's cool. That is cool. So I'll bust that open and um, I'll have all of this stuff up on the Instagram or the Twitter, just so you guys can kind of follow along at home and see the, you know, the haul. And that was it for all the stuff I got. I definitely have things coming. Something came today, but it kind of goes with something that's still coming. So I want to wait until next week. This man shrouded in mystery. You're shrouded in mystery. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's it for me. And um, I think we should just get into the money in the bank happening this Sunday. I read something on the garbage train sites mm. that this money in the... No spoilers, okay. but they did say that they think that these Money in the Bank matches were taped weeks ago. Oh, I bet. The the actual ladder matches yeah, and stuff. Yeah, because I, I, I'm guessing, like we talked about before, it's probably going to be like the movie style, like the Boneyard or, you know what I mean? Yeah, or it's, and when we were talking about it like a week or two ago, we were talking about there was photos of the ring already set up on top of the yeah. they weren't going to leave that up for three weeks and then have the match live that, right that makes no right. sense but you i did text you and i'm like i think it was friday night because you had mentioned last week or probably the week before no i think it was a couple weeks ago you're it like, was the week before last yeah where you're like 
I think they're going to do both of them at the same time, and they'll like cut away, maybe go to a match, and then all right, come back, and then here is... I still don't know if they're going to do that, but they did say that they were going to happen simultaneously. Yes, and then when they said that, I texted you, I'm like, you you called it, what? and he's like, what? He, yeah, it makes the most sense. Yeah, it does. So because that's why I didn't gonna, think it was going to happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, they said that? And I was yeah. like, yeah. Because <laughs> I just thought that was a good idea. Well, yeah, because I mean, I guess... You go ahead and shoot it twice with the different people. And then, you know, the only way it would have worked if you shot it twice is if they take completely separate routes through the building. But otherwise, right, that's what I was going to say. The, you, you go by the, you go by the cafe and the, and the windows already broken. Or uh, the fact that we've already seen the cafe. I want right, to see new exactly, shit, you know, yeah. or whatever. McMahon's office. You know, that's going to be in there. Oh, I hope so. They were joking about, uh, who's the, who's the commentator on, uh, he was a Samoa jo- Someone was making a joke like, or no, maybe it was Daniel Bryan. He's like, maybe I'll find out the truth if there's dinosaur fossils in McMahon's office. Yes. People <laughs> say there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull in that office. <laughs> God damn, I hope we see it. Me too. <laughs> Someone gets smashed with it. Yeah. A- AJ uh, ended up coming back. Yes. Yeah, so the, uh, the participants... Um, for the men's is Daniel Bryan, Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, King Corbin, Otis, and AJ. I did watch the Otis uh, Ziggler match. Yeah, it was the fun. qualifier or whatever. Yeah, I didn't. I thought it'd be Ziggler, mm. and then Otis. Is Otis in. is getting a nice push, dude. And uh, and uh, is Sonya and Mandy on the card too? Because they're brawl. They're killing each other right now. I look today at the. Um, card there's one of those in the women's no i don't think so i looked at the card today and that's not on there but we still have a smackdown to get through before true sunday Screams, so Screams right now show to me there's like five matches so you know there's gonna add they're gonna add some stuff right who do you who do you think what's your prediction there uh for the men's yeah i'm gonna say dude i kind of think aj i do i kind of do too um it tends to be it tends to be a heel because it works nicer. You know, you cashing in money in the bank is kind of a chicken shit move no matter what. Right. But if you have a big, nasty heel as your champion, it does kind of work nice for a baby face to do it. And right. Oh, there's Bray, I guess. Well, no. Well, yeah. well right now it's Braun Strowman and uh, oh, that's Drew. Right. So you got I two forgot. good guys. Yeah, you're right. But Bray, Bray and... Uh, Braun are going to so go. So it could be maybe Bray. Sure. Yeah. But I, I always think it, it works better for a heel. And King Corbin, he's already had it and kind of fucked it up. I don't know. I, I, Braun, I lean AJ. Yeah. Braun beat Goldberg. Right? Yes. That's right. I don't, that thing was, dog that shit thing was a, Yeah, it was dog shit. That's why I didn't remember. And then the woman's uh, money in the bank. We got Asuka, Shayna, Nia, Dana, Carmella. All, they all end in all A. All the A's, all the I's. And then you have your outlier, Lacey Evans. Who you got in that one? I think Shayna. I do too. It seems so chalk, but it feels like it's... Maybe as a swerve Lacey somehow. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I could also see... I think Asuka's been getting a pretty good push on Raw. I could definitely see her winning it. Yeah, that she also could be on commentary. They're sure giving her a lot of interview time. They're giving her a lot of time, period. That's um, true. I'm I would like if it if it's just, Maybe it's just, hey, these these are the people that are willing to come to work during a pandemic. Let's let's give them some time. Very true. It all kind of seems thrown together some, some weeks, like you know? When's the last time you've seen the AOP? I think one of those guys is hurt, which is, 
in a tag team, if you're an established tag team and one of your guys is hurt, chances are you're off TV too. Oh, I didn't know that. You know? Do you one think of, they gave them the, oh, like, there's got to be a ton of people that just said, I'm not coming. Sure. Right. And they'll probably, knowing Vince McMahon, he probably said it won't reflect poorly on you, but guess what? In his head. It reflects poorly on you. That's weak. <laughs> yeah, it's so weak. And yeah, we talked about Bray versus Braun. Um, I don't know. If it's Bray versus Braun, I think Braun probably goes over. Me too. I'd like, I'd love for some way where, you know, they're kind of doing a, cin- a, a cinematic thing throughout. Like maybe the Fiend somehow. Shows up. They did that before, like on a SmackDown. So that'd be cool. Yeah. And then we have an I don't give a fuck match, Bailey versus Tamina for the SmackDown women's <laughs> title. Followed by another I don't give a fuck match is the fatal four-way for the tag titles. Like yeah. New Day versus Lucha House Party and throwing everybody in their mom. Like who are those other are guys? Four? The MVP manages. I think they're in there. Oh, yeah. Uh Shane Thorne Shane and Thorne. somebody else. I don't know. Levick or something. I don't know. Who are these all guys? in all, I will say this. You'll be getting a nice steak. <laughs> I will be getting a nice steak. Um, on our other show, me and Adam did a trivia challenge, <laughs> which I eked out. Uh, if you want to listen to that, it's at Hold On Let Me Tell It podcast. Check that out. Um, so I'm going to have a nice steak dinner over at Adam's house. So it, it can't be that bad. Nope. It's all gravy. Yeah. Don't put gravy on my steak, by the way. That's fucking weird. Country fried steak, dude. You didn't say oh, preferences. You know what? I'll get down on some country fried. I wish I knew how to make You Salisbury mean. It's a fucking wrap, dude. It's going to be a nice regular steak. There you go. Um, so, yeah, we'll be watching that. And what I was going to say, not even about the steak comment, but usually the shows that I'm um, not hyped for, I'm usually pleasantly surprised. It's the ones yeah. that I think is going to be awesome that I'm kind of like, mm. Very true. There's so, been multiple times where I'm like, I don't know about this show, dude. And we're like, that was fucking good. And you know, you know what? They can't all be winners. So true. I always I always commend them for at least putting out a product during this time. There's nothing else running. And we've never seen the corporate ladder I can't wait. Before. I actually can't wait. Yeah, it's so, going to be fun. So Hopefully. Yeah, I think it will be. I mean, I highly doubt that they're going to fully disappoint. Some of it's it's going to be good. It's going to yeah. be good. I'll God be entertained. It. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Um, hopefully you were entertained this week. And we will keep bringing this to you every, I try to have it up actually Wednesday nights by midnight, uh, same night we record, but usually it's, you know, Thursday morning should be all ready for you. And we will see you next Thursday, sorry, next Wednesday, next Wednesday for another episode of dork side of the ring. Check out the, uh, next week's raw that may 13th episode. Anything else from you, Adam? Rest in peace. Give it, give it. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes.